0: Blog Talk Radio. Buddy, and welcome to the latest episode of Travel Times. And I am your host, Sarah Utah, and the creator of Trundle Bed Tales. And with uh what with that I think it's time for a little housekeeping. Although apparently the dishes do not want to be washed today, so we will just go on. Uh, with the housekeeping today, you can call in or to listen, to make it, ask a question during any episode to 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll-free 3-3-9-3-8-9. That's one 877 You can also stream live and participate in the chat room during the live show or catch it in the archive. You can listen directly from my website, from the Blog Talk Radio Show, or you can download it from iTunes and have it to, on the go. Also, I have recently discovered that there's a place for ratings and comments of podcasts which affect how often they turn up in people's search results. So if you're using iTunes, please stop by and give me a rating. And you can find me all over social media. It's always great to hear you reach out other than the podcast. And you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, and all sorts of different social media. So look Trendlebed Tales. Now, Let's give that dishwashing one more chance. There, it played twice to make up for it. Okay, so today's episode is one of the new type of Travel Times episodes that I've decided to do because i was really been inspired by the Disney podcast. Every time I start listening to a new group podcast, I learn new ideas about how to do things and I started looking at these touring plans because there were all these Disney touring plans and I realized that it would be nice maybe to have an idea about what to do when you go to other places. So today's touring plan is going to be about the Midwest Old Thrashers in in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. I think it's probably about the second biggest event in the state after the state fair. There's regular attendees coming from at least Iowa and Illinois and Missouri and further than that. So it really is uh, a big deal and something nice to know about. If you haven't been there before, uh, it just, It has all sorts of different groups working together. There's the original group that do the threshing machine. There's an antique tractor group. There's a small engine group. There's a group that does things in the western town. There's a group that does trolleys. There's a group that does trains. There's a group that does theater. There's a group that does quilts. There's a group that does button collecting, as in, you know, pinback buttons. Uh, there's a group that does newspapers, there's a group that does sorghum, there's a group that does huge stationary engines, and I mean huge as in building size stationary engines going on, and it could be really confusing if you hadn't been there before. I'd like to apologize that I had to reschedule this episode. Originally, it was supposed to be on Saturday, but... We had some things come up, and so I actually ended up going to Old Thrashers on Saturday. And it might be just as well because I had uh, two things that I would have told you about have actually changed places, even though it really wasn't clear at all on the map that they had. So we'll know about that, and that's good. Now, first off, uh, if you were someone who'd gone to Old Thrashers in the past, the Killjoys have decided it was unsafe to be able to cross the road that went right to the south of the pageant grounds, and so they have actually closed that off. So to get to the normal parking uh, area, you have to either come around the eastern and eastern side of the grounds and go way far down south, or you can park at the... Um, in the downtown area, or you can park at the high school. They actually have enough buses there at Old Thrashers that they're color-coded. Now, these are school buses, old school buses, so uh, they're not air-conditioned or anything, but if you want to uh, remember riding on a school bus, it's kind of a neat thing, and they have uh, blue buses that go to the parking lot, white buses that go downtown, and yellow buses that go to the high school they have eleven buses in their fleet and I think they probably ran a couple of those high school buses uh through that part. So it's a really kind of big setup. So you get back to the ground and you walk in at where they drop you off for the shuttle buses, which is uh just to the south of the normal say and just to the north of the campground area. So you go into that gate, you get a wristband. Now, your wristband is color-coded by how many days you buy. You can go be there from Wednesday to Monday. You can be there just one day, and they will help you get your wristband on. Once your wristband's on, you can go in and out as much as you like. So then, uh, oh, and oh, an important thing I learned this time, I was had kids with me, and this is only about the second time we were there with kids, Uh, that were younger than than me after I was kind of a grown-up. And I was so busy trying to make sure the kids stayed hydrated, I forgot to stay hydrated myself. And I really kind of felt sick there for a little bit. So make sure that you drink. The hotter it is, the more you have to drink. So we got in there, and the area where they previously had drive a tractor and ride a pony, which I thought was a great place to have it, is now uh, the sort of swap meet area. So if you're looking for things, you know, that you may find at a carnival or old engine parts or new motorcycle parts or painted uh, pedal tractors for Oliver, Massey Harris, John Deere, there was a pink one too, anything like that, it's in that front swap area. But as you walk by that um, straight uh great east then you're going to come to the uh, one of the little depots now this depot is for the electric trolley and i really recommend getting on there early in the day as possible because it's also used by people who are camping to go back and forth but it's really the only reasonable way to get out to the log cabin village and i like to brighten early in the day Because the later you go in the day, the more likely the trolleys are to be full. So you get tickets to the little trolley place, and then there's a loading area, and they come through. They run three, four trolleys, depending on the crowd. And then you get uh, on the trolley, and you can ride around. There's different stops, and you can get on at any of them. We usually just get on and off at the log cabin stop. The Log Cabin is back in the 1840s. They have a reenacting group that works towards doing good things out there all year. And you can find them doing all sorts of things that you might in the 1840s. They have a medicine show. They have a rope maker. Uh, They have um, a bunch of animals that you can see, some of which you can pet. They have a um, fashion store. They've got a blacksmith shop. They have a one-room school, uh, which they also have a building which is an original one-room school, but they no longer have the school in that because there were some structural issues. So now they've built a second, larger building. as their one-room school. And they have a hotel. You can see them try and curl hair. You can see them do open fire um, cooking. And it's just... All sorts of different things. It's always a really interesting time over there. So we like to get that done first and out of the way. Then uh, usually we get back on the trolley and come back up, and we sort of work our way around. Now, our normal plan is to hit buildings. They have the standing steam engine. They have um, a couple of permanent exhibits. Water and the land is one that I really like. They have one on tractors. They have different things there. The um, music or a, um, sort of stand stand thing, and they have music quite often in one of them. They have things to buy. They have sorghum production on one end. They have uh, the newspaper uh, thing, which they have usually presses going and men setting type and all sorts of exciting things. It really is an interesting to see. And that's all going on uh in in those first couple buildings. Oh, that was another group I forgot to mention. They also have a group of dolls, uh, really expensive doll collection of very old dolls that they also have uh, and it's on display near the special foundation office also in that A and B building. And out one side of it is the sorghum mill which I always love to go and and get sorghum stuff there. If you're unfamiliar with sorghum, it's a plant that's fairly common around the upper Midwest and is very similar to uh, sugar cane and how it's produced and how they make syrup and things from it. So after those two buildings, personally, I like to get on the train, do that. Actually, we didn't look at buildings a and B this time because we were because it was a late change in schedule we were about two hours shorter than what we usually run so that's what we ended up cutting so instead we started walking across the the main concourse there towards the grandstand oh that's another group that does things out at old thrashers they also have pretty large music concerts there by the grandstand we um had attended the old the Statler Brothers there in their farewell well tour, but they have got groups there every year. They also have you know all sorts of poles in that tractor or in that area in front of the grandstand too. Uh, as you're walking through, you'll see a steam area, which is where those threshing machines are. There was a restored tractor area. Uh, as you keep going, there are um, you, you'll hit the area where the kind of the side of the food concourse. So you have things there uh like the church meal. Uh if you have ever wanted, you know, a church or community group, there's several of them that have little stands there. I personally don't used to like it better when it was a tent, but they actually have buildings there. They also bring in little trailers. So if you want a lemon shake up, that's the best place to go. And if you get on the other side of that, then we've got more engine stuff. There's a uh, building of old cars. There's a building of old trucks. They usually have some tents up with some more. They have a small engine area. Small engines were a major part of American life for a long time because it used to be before things like, say, washing machines or churns or uh, corn shellers or that kind of thing came with their own internal motors. You'd have a small engine, and um, and they would run them using flywheels. So there's all sorts of little exhibits that will be set up there as they're running the the small engine. So there may be a thing where they're you know shelling corn, or maybe there's a thing where they're running a washing machine. It's just all sorts of stuff, and it's fun to look through and explore. Oh, and another group of the people are the ones who store lawnmowers. There's also a store lawnmower section there that you'll walk by. I'm telling you, this place is just all sorts of groups. You can't keep the players straight without a scorecard. All right, so that gets us up to, once we walk past all those, our major focus of interest this time was the kids area, which, as I said, they have moved all the way up as far north on the grounds as they possibly could. And in that kid's area, there's quite a few things going on. The two big ones are drive a tractor and ride a pony. Ride a pony is a, uh, you have to pay for. And it's a little ring. You get in, they, you get climb on the pony with the saddle, and then you're led around the ring. And... The kids really seem to love it. I, it's a little more free form than when they're on a wheel. Uh, they actually get to walk around a little differently. And if it's a real little kid, the parent can walk in there with them and hold them on the horse. But there is a weight limit because they definitely are ponies. They are not anywhere near approaching horse size. Um, but uh, our 11-year-old was still able to do it from a height and weight limit standpoint, so pretty big kids can do it, but, you know, not, I think he was about, uh, it was about 85 pounds limit, so he was kind of starting to top out there, but uh, you can ride around the horses, and kids seem to just love horses, especially when they don't get that chance much. The other big thing, which is an amazingly cool thing that they have invested a lot of time and money in, is a group of men have put together a drive a tractor event. Uh, as they pointed out when they started doing it, that all these kids, it used to be that kids came and they had, they had at least known about tractors from their grandparents' farm. And now you're getting farther away and farther removed from that and these kids didn't really understand what a tractor was. And if you don't have that understanding, why would you want to look at the other tractors if you don't really understand how it works? So they decided to take into uh to do something about that. So they created this thing called drive a tractor. And what it is is they have um John Deere tractors that have been fitted with chill switches and had little platforms added. Go over, you get on the tractor, one of your folks can go with you or not, it's up to you, and the guy whose tractor it is or one of the other members of the group gets on the other side on the platform to help you out, and it takes you through driving around in a circle, with, which does two things, one of which it's set up to give you kind of a clue about what a tractor does. So there's a thing set up where you're seeing the tractor with a cultivator and it talks about, you know, plowing and preparing soil. It, there's a thing of them set up talking about bailing. There's a thing that's talking about animals. And then they have obstacles set up around this course. So they have to do things like drive between if you were using a system where you cultivate corn you have to do that and so you go through the the fake corn uh you had to drive over a bridge you that had a fake creek running under it that you had to uh drive around some obstacles you had to avoid hitting a large cut out uh plywood shape of the the chicken and the cow and the horse and the sheep, which was apparently more difficult than you would have thought, uh, having had that experience you now with my niece riding around. And there's then a chance at the end where uh, you can get your picture taken. They've got a special little picture place where they stop and where parents or somebody can stand and take pictures. Now, this is where I think they would be well advised to take a page from Disney's book have somebody there taking pictures for them because if you've got two kids and two parents, you are all maxed out taking the kids around on the tractors. You don't, it's not it's easy to get a picture. But that's what we ended up doing and, and uh, they we, I think, got sort of a picture of each one, and we'll have to see. And they really enjoyed it. In fact, my nephew enjoyed it so much that we had to kind of hang out in that area for a while and and uh, given the chance to ride it again after the line had died down a little bit. The other big thing in that area is the western town. Now these are basically grown men playing cowboy. Where in the eighteen forties village they go well out of their way to try and promote accuracy. In this eighteen eighties village they are basically just there playing that they're in an old western. So you've got girls dressed up as saloon girls you got guys dressed up as cowboys, they put on fake jailbreak, they rob the train, they have gunfights in the middle of the street, they rob the bank at various times all day. They shoot off blanks up in the air, they have um, sometimes candy, sometimes printed up uh, money that gold thrash or money, and uh, they always end up filling whatever it is at the end and letting the kids come run out and do it. So if they know, if your kids know what a cowboy is and if they don't, and I would actually ask them because I think there's sort of a assumption in this country that people know what a cowboy is and I don't think a lot of kids have a real strong notion because where would they get one right now? So you may want to watch a Western with your kids. Kids that were there were having a great time. Oh, we stopped in the... Gold the flippers balloon and got a star sarsaparilla. Yeah, sarsaparilla, but that's the other way it's how it's spelled, so I like to call it that. Uh, actually, we got them up here, though. There were sarsaparillas and cream sodas available. Uh, and then we went through all the old village or buildings. We got them in the jail cell. Uh, they checked out the bank. Um, and we didn't really again this is part of what got cut because we were two hours short, but quite often we try and get or spend some time in the one room school and sometimes where they do spelling bees and all sorts of cool things like that. And also in the church where they have a hymn sing along, which is also a kind of a nice place and rest up. It's just kind of pleasant. So then we walked back around and we really hadn't gone through the cars building and the truck building on the way there, and my brother wanted to spend quite a bit of time going over these things in detail, and my niece was kind of tired of it already, so we went over and spent quite a bit of time in the horse barn, where we learned things like the horses looked the same because they were teams, and you try and match your teams, and it had never occurred to her to wonder about that before, uh, but if you ask, now be careful of legs. You've got to watch horses' legs because, especially if there's no gate there, they can kick. And they can kick if they feel that there's a fly or a bee or anything else bothering them. So, watch out for those legs as you walk through any animal barn. But so we walk through, and after we talk to the owner, when we do this, after you talk to the owner, we uh, petted some of the horses. And after we spent quite a bit of time going through both of the buildings that make up the horse barn, we went back to find the uh, the gentlemen who were still looking in great detail at the cars and the trucks. So we went through and walked through and looked at it ourselves, you know, kind of more in a quick way. All taillights, if they're lit up or not. So sometimes... They actually uh, are moving the cars around, so don't assume just because most of the cars are stopped that all of the cars are stopped. And uh, so we did a quick look through through there, and it's always nifty to see the cars. You know, the 1920s cars and the 1910s and the 40s and the 70s and the 60s, and just it's just all sorts of cool restored cars. They have put a lot of work into. So it's a fun building to walk Oh, and you will notice that it's set up so they can get in or not. So instead of having steps or levels or anything like that, they've got these kind of steep ramps set up. <laughs> that is how they drive the cars in and out, and it's just kind of nifty. Uh, then we walked over, in the, and uh, all of us went quickly through the horse buildings again. We checked out the uh, sort of flea market sale building where they have lots of HO railroad stuff, much to my nephew's pleasure. They also have old books. They have glass They have old furniture, all sorts of nifty things. It's kind of a, a typical, typical antique type flea market. On the way back, we uh, checked out. There's an area where they uh, have demonstrations going on, large scale demonstrations. So they have a horse uh threshing machine. They have a steam engine threshing machine. Uh they have various pieces of equipment that they use throughout the day. If you ever wanted to know more about how Laura's wonderful machine works that she talked about in Little House in the Big Woods, they're actually using a machine just like that. And you can see power goes, which is always one of my favorite things to do they they also have a veneer mill, which uh if you have kind of modern furniture you will probably have at least thing on your uh place that has what they call veneer, which is a very thin piece of really high quality good wood that you paste over the cheap wood that's the majority of the item. And so they have this long mill where they run uh. Wood through it, and it comes out in these very narrow strips and that's something they usually let you pick up to take home if you want uh so you can have a piece of real veneer to take uh you'll also find um all sorts of little nooks and crannies where there are things that you wouldn't expect. You can, for instance, buy an elk burger there not many people can do that. Uh, there is, I mentioned the sorghum, they also have a place where they focus on honey and another place where they focus on craft And all of this stuff is just kind of mixed up together. There is more than um, you can do in any day. It's a full event. We usually try and hit it at least one day a year, but we always say that sometime we would like to camp down there. There are people who camp down there all week. Uh, they don't usually personalize the spaces as much as the skate fair people do. But there are, uh, if, if you're looking for kind of a different place to camp, I think rashes, and I don't think that you would run out of things to do, just kind of generally telling you what is available without a lot of detail. And it's taken me pretty much a half hour, so we're coming up, on the end of our episode, and I didn't even get to mention about the sweet sixteen of. Well, maybe we will have to revisit talking about Old Thrashers again since we've done the, th- the touring plan. Maybe next year we'll see if we can get someone from Old Thrashers to uh, call in and we can talk about that. And I didn't mention the theater museum and Toby and Susie. See, there's just too much to do at Old Frasher. So I hope that this will give you kind of a broad outline of what there is to do and that you will take advantage every Labor Day weekend. But when you say before Labor Day, through Labor day, day, and come to Mount Pleasant, Iowa, and take a look or Take a look around Old Frasher. So uh, remember to tune in next time for... Our travel times episode of Trundle Bed Tales. Please be sure to follow us on social media, and if you are an iTunes user, please go on and leave a rating and a comment. I really kind of like to see how many we could get on that now. And as I want to, as always, I want to remind you that uh, there you are. Thank you.